Hello and welcome back to the Optimizing Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Marty Kendall. On this show, we take an engineering approach and speak to the experts about the insights into weight loss, fasting and nutrition, as well as real life people about their journey of nutritional optimization. Good morning and uh, welcome Deb Cleveland to the chat. Um, yeah, real honor to, to talk to you today. You were part of our Data-Driven Fasting Challenge and our masterclass and every time you popped up in a live Q&A, you were just incredibly chirpy and inspirational and sharing all the great learnings you'd had and I just went, wow, I'm really encouraged by this and I thought it'd be great to get you back to have a bit of a chat about what you learnt and um, hear more of your journey your story yeah how's how's life today in sydney good mighty it's you know we're, it's opening up again after a long time in covid been much worse in other cities melbourne and um so it's you know we're starting to open up and i'm even going back to see my mum in cape town in south africa soon so that's going to be interesting too yeah. yeah, you've got a bit of a South African accent, but from Sydney, it was a bit, a bit hard to pick. I was like, where's Deb from? Is she, is she Australian? Is she <laughs> so like a combination of all sorts of things. Because I, I actually left South Africa when I was 27, and then okay. I went to London, London for eight years, and then I you married in Australia and came here. So it's a combination of all sorts of things, but I feel very lucky to live here. And I've been in Australia for 20, my son's 20, I've been here for 27 years, a long time. Wow. Yeah, so we can calculate your, calculate your age from that. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, so no, no need to hide ages. <laughs> yeah, so as you get older, um, why is you're a bit of a health nut and very interested in nutrition? And why I'm... you're lagging a tiny bit? Uh, can you? I'm not sure whether you. Yeah, um, you're okay. I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have. I am completely mad about various health rabbit holes that I'll. You know, our family is very patient with me because I've vanished down various rabbit holes, and then suddenly I say, "Right, let's do this and this and this." Um, no, I suppose I've always been interested <laughs> in health. Um, um, and uh, I, you know, I, I, I was probably quite typical in that. Um, you know, I went on various diets when I was in my um, teens. Um, you know, it was never hugely overweight, probably a maximum of 15 kilograms overweight. But if, um, as a young woman, it was always weight focused. It wasn't health. And I really wish I knew then what I know now because mm -hmm. it's so not about mm -hmm. weight. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, not scales, it's all, all those sorts of things. It's about what you um, are arming your body with so that you can age well and recover well. Mm. So I've got various autoimmune issues in my family. Um, so probably about 10 years ago, um, I we just started eating very differently. We started cooking from scratch, making everything um, ourselves, um, no preservatives, all sorts of things. Um, and I kept on going down in more, more and more rabbit holes because for me it's about aging well. So my husband's eight years older than me. He is more, probably more, got more diabetic issues than I have. Um, but I'm always the one to start things. So um, I first came across you. I first came across you when I heard about your data-driven fasting, and I had been doing some fasting. And I suppose yep. my focus at that time was. Um, 
um, about losing weight and maintaining weight, although now mm. it's totally changed. So um, I started doing that, um, the, the, the data-driven fasting challenge, and, you know, I had thousands of pinpicks all over my fingers. <laughs> Sorry about and, that. No, but I got it down to, I refined it. I, I, I used to, in the very beginning, when you've got to do all that testing and when you, you know, when you wake up before meals, after meals, I would start off on that hand, on the on the left-hand side you know, of all the fingers, do go to the other hand and then on the right-hand side. So, you know, that was better. And then I think about your trick that you do it in your Yeah, yeah, I just do it in the arms. So. Okay, great. I haven't quite yeah. managed that yet, but I'll get there. So yeah. what that taught me was that, I think when I first started, my first um, waking blood glucose was 7.4, and I thought, holy shit, is that good? <laughs> um, and then I started looking at what I was eating and obviously how that would trigger things. I was also fascinated by how stress played a role. Mm. Um, and so um, I, that, I brought my blood sugar down to about 4.4, and now it's, it's wow. just – yeah, so that was huge for me, and I really That's a massive change. Yeah, so I suppose what I did then was I, I just really cut. Uh, we weren't eating a lot of processed carbs anywhere, but I really cut those down. Mm. Um, and now it's just a. Um, I probably don't do it every day. I probably do it, you know, once or twice a week, just in the morning. Mm. Um, I've had a lot to organise in the last few weeks. Um, I'm going back to South Africa because my mom is ill. And there's a lot to do. And my stress mm. is obviously up because when I wake up, like this morning I did it, and it was 5.5. And for me, it's a kind of, I think, oh, that's, that's, that's about stress. So it yeah. it's also helps me um, keep in touch with my body. Um, I also, so my husband got interested in it. Yeah. So I quietly went and got him a kit. And I said to him, okay, come on, you do this next challenge. And he said, mm, no, I don't have to. And I said, well, it's quite interesting. So he started doing it as well. And he he is also fascinated wow. by and making different food choices. So and, and and for both of us we can see it's about aging well. Mm. And so then I also find out more about your um, nutrition optimizing challenge. Mm. Um, because I think many people when they think about focusing on what you eat, they think about the macros like you know, protein, carbs, and fat, but it's so much more than that. And mm. it's so much more mm. about giving your body exactly what it needs so mm. um i started looking at that um and and that was huge and so i also learned more then about um lean lean body mass mm. and about which is really age. important as you age isn't it yes that's like yeah. your insurance your bank account your superannuation that you're going to withdraw from yes. later on in life and if you deposit it now then you're going to be robust and healthy so yeah, yeah that's right and I suppose I had various sort of little issues. And, you know, all of us all of us come to this thing with, with different things. So I think um, I had, um, I think after, when you're over 50, you have, you know, you have blood um, bone density tests. Mm. Um, and I was, I had osteopenia and I gradually slipped into osteoporosis. I thought, what the hell's that about? I've eaten healthily all my life. I don't want that. No, and I've also got a hernia, so I knew that I had to do more um, weight lift, weight bearing yep. stuff. But I was worried about going to gym, where I felt that you know, so hernia things might be exacerbated. So I went, I found an amazing um, bunch of gym classes, one for over fifty fives by physios, yeah, cool. and cool. then it's, it's great. So, so combined with what I was doing with you um, and them, if I see a twenty-five kilogram thing of dog food, I just I'm not scared of picking it up because I know You're not scared anymore. 
Um, and and I, know, I know that as I get as I age, that's going to become more and more important. So then, I, so from nutrient optimizer, what I also learned more about is just really upping that protein. Mm. And then, yeah, I, I think yeah. in one of the live Q and A sessions, you were saying, I just it's a mind blowing moment to to think about not deprivation and eating less, but really giving your body what it needs and flipping it around and going, how can I provide what I need, what my body yeah. needs and more of it. So it just the whole mindset shift. I love that light bulb moment when people yes, see that. Thank you go, for it's reminding a, me. I forgot it's about, about it's about giving your body exactly what it needs yeah. with without excess energy. So rather than just deprivation and restriction, which is what the dieting roller coaster is all about and ends up on the restrict binge restrict binge guilt failure you know forget this i can't do it i'll never get it right sort of cycle that so many people find themselves on yeah and i and i think i think it's and i think particularly women Mm. a lot of men too but i think there's um all this nonsense about body image and i think it's much harder for younger women now Mm. because of social media so Mm. it also gives you agency for your own body so you're right. So rather than thinking, I can't have this, I can't have that, what does my body actually need? So um, when I started doing the Nutrient Optimizer Challenge, mm. um, I and again, I felt like I was vanishing down a rabbit hole. Um, but I also didn't get too mad about it. I only did what I could, only did what I felt mm. I could do. And for and one of the things we talked about was, you know, Perhaps um, what should people advise, not advice, but, you know, with people just starting out, what should they do? Just do what mm. you can. Mm. So I, I know that um, I also did, I think I signed up for multiple challenges because I knew yeah. that I would need more than one. Sucker for long-term category. punishment. I love it. <laughs> well, the thing is you learn so much more. And I also, and as we were taking part in those amazing um, um, Zoom calls on mm. a Sunday morning Aussie time, these incredible people who'd done many challenges and they were yeah. so generous with their time and their yeah. and their information and their help and their tips. Mm. Um, and there was that um, there was a breakfast that I think was at Bob in the States. Um, yeah. Pop the Popeye breakfast that I knew <laughs> I'm gonna get there. Um, so I just I, I just bit off as much as I could chew and I just did it and um, I did as I, I sort of um, did it as as much as I felt comfortable with, and I could, and I know that the next. So when is the next? Then when does the next challenge start in January? Uh, we, we've got on the twentieth of November. We've got another data driven fasting challenge. Then eighth of January, we're turning the masterclass into um, data driven macros and data driven micros. Just because, like you said, it's a lot in six weeks. So yeah. we thought, okay, we'll break it up into two just so people can work out, okay, let's dial in the macros and, and, you know, protein's important without excess energy. And now looks like the icing on the cake is the micronutrients, which just takes it to the next level. But it's, it's like you said, it's great that there's so many people that have done it before and the newbies can get a little bit overwhelmed sometimes because there's a lot to learn and they go, wow, I just knew about fasting a couple of weeks ago and now I'm in the deep end here. But um, yeah, just as people walk down the path a little bit, they learn so much and it falls into place one piece at a time. Yes. And like yeah. I said, many people come back for the three years we've been running them, so it's pretty cool to see the results of people in the in the lives after three years of doing it. Yeah. And, and so there's so much. So you talk about 
you know, people coming into it with just fasting. So, so that's pretty much how I came into it. And I was fascinated mm. by, okay, what am I going to learn about my blood sugar? Mm. Um, and it really became so you, so you just make so much, you make informed choices the whole way through. So mm. I'm probably much more careful with carbs than I was. I was pretty careful anyway. Um, I'm also much more conscious now about eating a, a wide variety of things and also really trying mm. to up that protein. Mm. Um, and I suppose my, it, perhaps when, perhaps when I first came to it, I would, you know, maybe, you know, weight, weight loss and a vanity thing would have been prominent. I couldn't give two hoots about that now. <laughs> I'm going to be a kick-ass 94 year old. <laughs> we'll do planks. Um, be mentally and physically agile and yeah. not on any meds. So yeah. it really made me focus on what do I want and how am I going to get there? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was inspiring to see, a, you know, a whole bunch of people in your groups who are older and younger yeah. and how much we all have to learn from each other. And so yeah. um, more protein, um, I was aware of, um, you know, how imperative exercise is um, and just building those food blocks. Mm. Mm. There's been a lot of confusion about protein over the years with different fasting communities and keto and vegan and plant-based, but just getting adequate protein without excess energy is that first fundamental basis and then everything else just sort of builds on there. And once you get that, maybe more protein earlier in the day, people just go, yeah, I'm not, I'm not hungry. I'm not plagued by thinking about food all the time. I, I you know, I'm good to get through till dinner and um, I can eat another robust meal and I'm not, I don't feel guilty about what I eat anymore. No, that's right. Um, and I suppose I, my natural body thing, and I didn't even think about fasting anymore, um, but my natural body thing is probably to only eat my first meal at about noon and mm. that would be quite protein heavy. There might be like a, sort of a, um, a chicken salad or, you know, like a three egg omelette or something. Mm. And then my evening meal would be some kind of protein again and, you know, vegetable. And then I, somewhere in the afternoon, I chop up with some kind of protein. Um, it might be nuts or it might be biltong. Mm, mm. Um, <laughs> South African. Yeah. Um, or it might be, you know, kind of pilchards um, mm. or some some kind of just protein hit. And, um, yeah, so for me that was a really good takeaway. And also, mm. so also thinking about scale. So also through you and through um, who's that lovely lady? He's also an Australian. Um, Sue. Sue Davies. No, Sue is also true. I've learned so much from her. Debbie. Is that Debbie? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Debbie Baker. Yeah. So, so, I, so I, I think I first discovered you through Debbie. So oh, she really? does talk about the Renfro scales, and I thought, what the hell are they? And because <laughs> they were so informative. And, I, and in fact, from, it's so interesting now because when I look at them, what I actually weigh is, for me, totally irrelevant. Yeah. I'm interested in what my body fat is, and again, not yeah. from a not from a, um, a vanity point of view, because the lower that is, um, the the higher my my lean body mass is going to be, yeah. and the high, and the, the more important that's the better I'm going to age. So and the, and the less diabetic you are, and the better your blood sugars are, it all sort of falls into place. So yes. if you're managing that lean body mass on the scale, that's sort of the game is managing that while you lose weight, or if you're not worried about weight loss, just gaining that and losing the fat. And yeah. yeah, so it's great to refocus it away from. I just need to be skinnier and lighter. And the no, number on the scale. and it's so. And you know what? That is such a that is such a disabling way to feel. 
Mm. Because you're reliant on outside opinions and, and validation know, it's completely so rather than actually yeah. you know feeling strong yourself knowing what your body needs and and the thing is well first of all i also loved about your the your macro your micronutrients is that the um and people's scales were so impressive people's um um you know how they did on the on the um, micronutrient score on the leaderboard yeah was so yeah. impressive because i thought wow the, the energy that went into that but the thing is so the more you are feeding your body in terms of all those things you need, the less likely you are to get sick. Mm. Or if you do get sick, the, qu the quicker you can re recover without kind of... And the thing is, I I'm lucky enough not to have a medical condition that doesn't require me to have constant meds. If I did, mm. I would take the meds. Mm. But, you know, but so as long as I can go without those meds yeah. and accept that they have a role, the, the, that's, that's the way I I'll aim. And I really feel that through what you guys are doing, it's really given me tools to do that with. And and also a sense of um, fun and achievement. I mean, I, w I was I was probably quite an overweight, plump teenager, um, and um, I was never very sporty. And I used to try and dodge sports because I just hated hated organised sport. But you know, I was up um, walking. I knew, I lived near Manly Dam in Sydney, and we were out bushwalking there with my husband. And I saw a tree. With, you know, with a low lying branch. My first thought was, I wonder if I can hang off that branch. <laughs> That's it. It was, you know, I would never have thought that before. But I now Love I knew it. that I could actually get, you know, with my arms and with my, you know, I could just get up there and, and hang on. You've got um, the strength and vitality and energy and yeah. enthusiasm now to do it. So Absolutely. any other non-scale victories? I saw your blood sugar just in the in the last DDF challenge just plummet. I think you came number two on the reduction yeah. in blood sugar leaderboards. So congratulations yeah. for that. But any other features and experiences, just how you feel after it? I feel much more um I feel much more empowered. I feel um really enthusiastic. I feel my sense of curiosity is really um that there's so much to learn. Yeah. And this is such a good community to be in, whether you've been doing this for a while or whether you're yeah. just starting out. Um and there's so much in there that I just didn't know about. Mm. And that you can actually learn enough in here to um to to sort it. Mm. Yeah, you know, and we've got people who have been doing it, like you said, for a long time and a lot of people just starting out. We've tried to gamify the process with a few numbers, a bit of quantification, but it, it drives positive habits forward and helps you to continue to improve what you're doing today, just to move a little bit further down the road tomorrow, not to get to the top of the leaderboard in, in one challenge. And some people get freaked out by that. But, you know, if you know where optimal is, you can just move a little bit further down the road when you no, need to right. with the tools that you've got. Yeah. And and I suppose what I found really interesting was when I was doing the nutrient optimizer, um, I was also um, being treated for SIBO, which is small intestinal right. bacterial overgrowth. And so I actually couldn't eat many vegetables. And when I started, I was like, butter. You know, <laughs> um, you know, this is this is when I, I thought, no, this is where you are. Work with yep. what you've got. Yep. And so I just, um, you know, ate what I could and and I still learned huge amounts. And next mm. time I do it, I'll be able to eat more and I can and and I'll learn more. But, you know, it's just so you just work from where you are. Exactly. Yeah. And we've got people all over the world 
you know, from Kenya to London to Sydney and a lot of people in America eating all different types of diets and some of them are vegetarian, some of them are carnivores, some of the, you know, you tend to get the best results when you have a, a wide selection of foods and can just choose the most nutrient dense within that. But if you've got the tools to say, you know, this is my narrowed selection, what will give me that? And like yes. Karen, you keeps topping the leaderboard she's, she's vegetarian amazing. she's incredibly motivated because yeah. of her health history to really yeah. nail it and she's done really well so yeah it's and nice it's, to see even the vegetarian and we don't get a lot of vegans or plant-based exclusive yet but that'd be that'd be great to see we'd really welcome that to see okay yes. within your narrowed spectrum of foods let's use the tools to dial it in Absolutely, and I can, Karen's very inspiring. There's because because my, my daughter um, is a vegetarian, mm. so she also gave me some ideas for recipes and things. So we can all learn from that. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're trying. We're working with Karen and Dory actually to try and develop, um, you know, lacto ovo vegetarian for people in India who really struggle to get enough protein because yeah. they don't eat a lot of eggs. So um, yeah, it's another challenge. Different, uh, same tool, different location, different specification and keep it going but what an amazing community you've built up so like so dory is incredible too and you yeah. know um bob in the states and yeah. also you know it's it is an amazing community yeah. and um and it's about curiosity yeah we are yeah. all curious about how 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 we can do this what we can learn and it's you know just incredible so thank you yeah. for having initial curiosity for getting it going <laughs> Yeah, I just had this, you know, saw the numbers and thought I have to give this a crack and share it. And it's just yeah, continued to grow. So it's really nice. And now I've got 125,000 days of data from 32,000 people across mm -hmm. the world over four years. And at the moment, I'm just crunching the numbers and trying to say, well, what can we learn about how food affects our appetite? And it's just completely fascinating. So I think it's going to hopefully revolutionize nutrition and all the dogma and belief that is infused into why we eat what we eat from religious to commercial to ethical beliefs that really confuse it. It's like, well, what do we actually need? And yes. what, what makes us more satisfied with less calories in terms of nutrients? It's just a, once we solve that equation and share it with the world, it'll uh, so probably be a better place. Yeah. And actually, so two things struck me there as you were, as you were talking. One is that, um, um, you know, what, uh, what do we find satiating? Our bodies tell us. Mm. Like, and, and often the cravings we have are the, are the foods totally. we need to have. And, totally. and I think I think as maybe you have said often, you're not going to binge on protein. Yeah, it's really hard. So, to, you don't dream of eating chicken breast or kangaroo or whatever. No, and and I know that um, not only do I know that I need a certain, um, I, I have found it hard to get all the protein in. So that so mm. that was the hardest thing to learn. It's, I'm fine with it now because, but as long as I know what to have in the house, I can quickly I can grab mm. a quick hit. So it's about being informed by your own body. Um, and also, you know, there's things that are high carb, high fat, and all the mm -hmm. rubbish that you know many of us mm -hmm. are brought up. I mean, I was brought up in I was brought up in the 70s. We had margarine, no butter, and it was mm -hmm. all the low, you know, the low fat, high carb rubbish. Yeah. Um, so lots of uh, lots of unlearning to do that, that, that um, for for many people. Yeah, yeah, but when you just pursue the nutrients that your body needs the essential nutrients for life to thrive all those yeah. 
confusing dogma and beliefs and, you know, is saturated fat or cholesterol bad or is margarine better than butter or will fat make me satiated and just eat fat to satiety, all these different beliefs that have been told through different communities, they just fall away as you focus on nutrients. Yes, and it's and it's all part of the whole picture. You can't say you know fat is better than protein. It's all part of the whole picture, and that's what you you need a sort of a balance of them all. Yeah, and and then you learn to listen to your cravings and go, yeah, okay, I can I can trust my appetite now. I've surrounded myself with quality food that I know contains nutrients, and I can just go, oh, I feel like that, or I feel like that, and my body must be craving that and needing that. Yeah. So rather than depriving your body of what it wants you go okay like i trust my body now i can give it what it needs That's so right. yeah, I, I love i love when that light bulb comes on for people yeah and, and i suppose also um you know just cooking from scratch hmm. the processed foods because you know yeah and and the, the other thing that made sense great sense with you guys is that is the lizard brain you know and all of us have had it where you just your lizard brain gets stuck and you just applying it to everything in the fridge you think what happened where was i <laughs> but in fact you know it's a and it's a and often it's the um you know it's a it's a um the combination of some processed carbs and fat and it's just like off lizzie's you know yeah. she's out of her cage <laughs> sends you into this binge cycle that you just keep yeah. on eating and eating and eating because it's like those foods are very rare in nature, and but we've made them incredibly prevalent when combining oils and sugars and f- refined flours into everything in the centre aisles of the supermarket. So yeah, Lizzie's Lizzie's really cool. We're actually making her uh, the central character of data driven fasting with Irina yeah. in a, a like a comic strip. So we're going to turn data driven fasting into a bit of a comic strip with Lizzie. <laughs> main character and then you get to understand your lizard brain and that that completely fascinates me because we think we're in control with our our conscious mind but then you've got your emotions and you've got your survival instincts but it's like let's give lizzie a little bit of data a little bit of training to train your hunger yeah listen to your appetite then once lizzie settles down your emotional brain settles down and you know but your conscious brain's not in control of what you're eating or your appetite. It's the emotions and, and the survival instincts fundamentally. So if you satisfy what Lizzie needs, what your survival instincts need, what your body needs, then yeah, yeah. everything else just falls into place and life is less tumultuously confused by Lizzie who wreaks yeah. havoc when she wakes up and gets angry. That's right. And then again, it's giving people more, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, that's not control. It's giving people more more awareness about what happens mm. so that you can um, – it's just part of your everyday stuff, not being hijacked by stuff. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Thank you so much for your time. Is oh, there anything else you want to leave people with, any final words of wisdom? Um, just jump into those rabbit holes and go exploring and see what happens. And um, I'm, I'm going to start doing it there. <laughs> <laughs> but you find a way and the thing is it's a, it's irrelevant because what you're doing there the tiny pick of, you know is that you're you're, you're getting really interesting information so dive down it, that it, rabbit hole and we'll see you all there yeah and you've walked away with much better blood sugars and you know any diabetes huge, anymore huge. and it's an amazing that's yeah, improvement that's right. so. yeah i feel like it's doing a 4.4 across my forehead that's incredible great congratulations great. deb it's really yeah. great yeah. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much. Have a great day. Enjoy uh, going back to South Africa and thanks Thank for your time. You. Thanks, Yeah, Steph. take care. Cheers. Bye. Bye.